sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of the morning after right here on Sports Grid on a Tuesday. Sirius XM channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Plenty more to get to an NBA playoff action. Another triple header on this Tuesday evening around the association. We'll look at some of those odds and where the lines are moving for three games tonight in the NBA later on in this second hour plenty of nfl draft coverage coming your way also in this second hour with megan payton from sports grid who will be out in vegas later this week for the 2022 nfl draft it's mock draft season here on tma but we open up this second hour with a recap around the diamond from yesterday's mlb action and it was a great pitchers duel yesterday in milwaukee between the brewers going with corbin burns and the San Francisco Giants, who it was just a one-game scenario yesterday, not a full series, just one game for the Giants ending out a road trip, and they end it with a victory in Milwaukee yesterday against the Brew Crew. The Giants now have won four straight games, knocking off Milwaukee yesterday 4-2. to two. The Giants lost 3-4 of four last week on the road in City Field against the Mets, who have the most wins in MLB. We'll detail New York in just a moment. But they had won five straight prior to that. So the Giants have now won four straight games, lost three of four in a set against the Mets, and won five straight prior to that. So the Giants are winning baseball games in a big way early on this year. Booked as a big dog yesterday against Corbin Burns, and it makes sense. Corbin, six and two-thirds for Milwaukee two hits allowed 11 strikeouts to not give up a single earned run it was the Giants damage against the Brewers bullpen that led to the 4-2 victory San Francisco has also covered on the run line in eight straight wins again they have won nine or excuse me 10 of their last 13 games and they have covered on the run line in 10 of their last 13 as well interesting given where San Francisco was entering the year and the expectation even after winning the NL West a season ago to see the Giants moving back in the NL pennant odds still tied for the fifth best price but that price a little bit longer this morning on the FanDuel Sportsbook at plus 950 right alongside their divisional foe in the San Diego Padres Milwaukee moves back up slightly in this market plus 700 just a couple of days ago now plus 650 where the Braves find themselves as well tied for the third best price of course the Dodgers are a short favorite in this market a short favorite in the World Series market and they remain to be and they've lived up to the short price in the billing so far plus 240 that price hasn't really moved yesterday the Dodgers on the road in the desert shutting out the Arizona Diamondbacks with Walker Bueller on the bump for nothing to win for LA they have the Major League Baseball best winning percentage so far this year 12 and 4 straight up 12 and 4 on the run line the reason why they keep winning and covering on the run line booked as a favorite in every game is because the run differential this year for Los Angeles is plus 48 that's nine better than the next closest run differential. That would be the Giants at plus 39. And when Walker Bueller gives you a complete game shutout for his first career shutout in the history of his time in a Dodger uniform, well, that's why you win 4 nothing and even cover on the run line as a substantial favorite 
against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So the Dodgers, the favorites in the NL pennant, plus 240. But the Mets have made the biggest move. The second best price now, only a dollar or $2.10 behind the Dodgers at plus 450. And the Mets, a thrilling win yesterday in St. Louis. First, a welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after on this Tuesday, right here all across the grid. Sirius X Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I and Ben Stevens. So the Amazons making an amazing move after an amazing start to this MLB campaign. Plus 450. Now the second best price in the National League. Just last week, that price was 6-1. to one. The week prior, 7-1. to one. And the Mets with a thrilling win yesterday on the road under the arch in St. Louis. They were down to their final strike when Mark Canha grounds one to third. Nolan Arenado, a gold glover, one of the most reliable third baseman in all of major league baseball makes an uncharacteristic error and with two outs in the top half of the ninth inning the Mets rally to score five runs to stun the Cardinals it was Brandon Nimmo that capped it off with a two-run home run as well and Max Scherzer who got the start for New York sensational yesterday seven innings of shutout baseball only two hits allowed and 10 strikeouts the Mets now 13 and 5 straight up 12 and 6 on the run line they have been booked as a favorite in all but two of their games Scherzer a co-favorite in the National League to win the Cy Young alongside Carlos Rodon for San Francisco and Corbin Burns who was also pretty good for the Brewers yesterday on the bump that price for all three of those pitchers plus 550 the favorite to win the AL Cy Young would be Shane Bieber for the Cleveland Guardians plus 700 he's a co-favorite along with Justin Verlander not the best start for Shane Bieber on the road in Anaheim yesterday. Six and a third, three-year runs, gave up two home runs as the Angels beat the, uh, the Guardians 3-0. The Angels now have won seven of their last 10 games, the second best record in the AL West, but the best record in all of the American League, that would be the Toronto Blue Jays. Straight up this year, they are 11-6. They've been booked as a favorite in 12 of those games. They are 10-2 as a favorite and the price is shorter on the Blue Jays to win the American League pennant. Plus 350. It was plus 450 in the preseason. Only a dollar of movement here in the early going of this April portion of the Major League Baseball season, but it makes sense. The Blue Jays, the best record in all of the AL. NFL draft coverage up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Two days away from the NFL draft out in Las Vegas in just about 48 hours time. Thursday night is the stage for round number one. Roger Goodell walks out there. He announces the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock with the first overall pick for the second straight year. And who will be that number one overall pick? We look at those odds moving like crazy right now on the morning after on SportsGrid on a Tuesday. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, 
in Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, very pleased to welcome on none other than MP. Megan Payton joins us once again on a Tuesday here on TMA. MP will be live in Las Vegas starting tomorrow, getting you set for everything you need to know, the atmosphere, the stage, and where the market is moving for the 2022 NFL Draft. Megan, thanks for joining us once again. Ben, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm really excited. We're finally here. It feels like I'm packing my suitcase, ready to go. And, you know, it's crazy. We were just talking about how this draft just, it just feels a little bit different than in years past. So I'm sure the energy is going to be wild in Vegas. And of course, at SportsGrid, we will be keeping everyone updated with all the behind the scenes of what's going on. There is no surefire consensus who will be the number one overall pick. At times throughout this draft season, we have seen four different players be a favorite to go number one overall. So yeah, you could say the market's been moving a little bit. What's the latest update? We find out right now in Market Movers. So MP, our jumping off point here is the day following the 2022 NFL Draft Combine, March 7th, when the market moved even after we saw the workouts in Indianapolis. And at that point, the market looks a whole heck of a lot different than it does currently two days out from the NFL Draft on the FanDuel Sportsbook. After the Draft Combine, two offensive linemen were the two favorites to go number one overall to Jacksonville, Evan Neal was even money, plus 100, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Iki Aquano, the O tackle out of NC State, the second best price at plus 200. There you see the edge rushers, Aiden Hutchinson at 8-1, to one, Kayvon Thibodeau, 16-1, to one, Trayvon Walker, who we'll discuss in just a moment, wasn't even listed on the board with a relative price. Talk about a meteoric rise. And then Charles Cross, the O tackle out of Mississippi State, and of course Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, both 40-1. to one. So MP, fast forward to right now, and let's start at the very top. Trayvon Walker, now in minus money, minus 200 as the odds-on favorite to go number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can you remember a time or even fathom a rise like this for an edge rusher like Trayvon Walker to not even be listed on the board with a odds price after the NFL Draft Combine and less than two months later, as we get ready for the 2022 NFL Draft in two days, he is now the minus money odds on favorite. It is bonkers to me. It is absolutely crazy, Ben. And I think that's why everyone right now is still trying to figure out, all right, do we buy into all of the smoke with Walker? Because you mm -hmm. look back at March 7th, as you said, not only was he not listed, I go as far as to say a lot of people didn't even know who he was. And then, of course, yep. his standout combine performance really set him apart. That's where I think, you know, we really got to see Trayvon Walker shine. 6'5", 272 pounds. He ran a 4.5140 at that height and weight. That is in the 98th percentile, just to give some context there. So yeah. to me, that's when we really got to see Trayvon Walker. Of course, these are on March 7th. People were still trying to do their due diligence, figure out, you know, what they thought. And of course, we're going to get into the offensive tackles here. But the battle for right. the last couple of weeks have has been Aiden Hutchinson. 
Trayvon Walker. Don't forget about Kayvon Thibodeau, too, because even yep. earlier than March 7th, Kayvon Thibodeau was a player that many thought would be a number one guy. Of course, this market continues to move. And some context here to this market movers board that you are seeing right now from when the draft combine ended on March 7th to where we are currently. Megan mentioned it, not just the prospects themselves, but Jacksonville tagged an offensive tackle in Cam Robinson to protect the blind side of Trevor Lawrence. Thus, those offensive tackles you saw there in Evan Neal and Iki Aquanu, who were the short favorites, one and two to go number one overall. There wasn't that necessity from a draft needs standpoint for Jacksonville any longer. And then there was starting some reports out of Duval County in the front office for the Jags that GM Trent Baalke was starting to become infatuated with Trayvon Walker. But were they credible? Or was it just smoke during lying season at this point in the NFL draft process? Because two weeks ago, Megan, let alone almost two months ago, two weeks ago, Trayvon Walker was plus 350 with the second best price, but well behind Aiden Hutchinson, who was minus 250 as the odds on favorite. So not just within the last two months, the last two weeks, even the last two days, this market has moved like crazy. It totally has, and it's hard to know what to believe. As you said, there's a lot of smoke going on. We've got GM Trent Baalke saying some things that make you think, all right, maybe they are leaning towards Trayvon Walker, but I think that there should be an argument for Aiden Hutchinson, as far as what Balky said, I think this is a part of the quote that people are leaving out because one of the downsides with downsides with Hutchinson is that people think that he may have reached his ceiling, his full potential. And one of the things mm. that Trent Balky said was to say somebody's tapped out when they're 21, 22 years old is a little hard to say. So I look at his press conference, I look at what he said, and I kind of view it as defending both guys. And of course, trying to start a little bit of drama and keep these teams on their toes. Absolutely, because even with the number one overall pick, and nobody <laughs> can jump in front of you, of course, with the number one overall pick for a second straight year, you don't necessarily want to tip your cap to anybody else or show what your hand might be for that first overall pick on Thursday night out in Las Vegas to begin the 2022 NFL draft. And MP, you know this well. At this point, you need to correlate the markets because as you look at other markets available around that number one overall pick, they might also give you some more perspective and tell a better story depending on how you want to look at the odds. So the edge rushers have been the conversation for most of this draft process. Early in the year, it was Kayvon Thibodeau as the odds on favorite. Then it was Aiden Hutchinson for a good majority of the last two and a half months as the odds on minus money favorite to go number one to Jacksonville. Now, of course, it's another edge rusher, Trayvon Walker. But Aiden Hutchinson has the best odds at minus 3,000 to be a top three pick. Trayvon Walker also in heavy minus money at minus 700. And Kayvon Thibodeau is plus 115. That would say to me, Megan, almost echoing your point on what Trent Baalke said, that Aiden Hutchinson is going one or two. There's not that much of a drop for Hutchinson at this moment. And Trayvon Walker still at minus 700 and being a minus money favorite to go number one overall. That price makes sense. But maybe there's a little bit more leeway in his draft status as opposed to Aiden Hutchinson. I think so. I think there's a little bit of leeway in Trayvon Walker, and the odds actually say that. So, yes, Trayvon Walker right now is currently the favorite, but it's funny because if you look at the number two odds, Trayvon mm. Walker is plus 600, I believe. Plus 600 mm. to be number 
two overall, which is surprising because if you think that Jacksonville's still going to go with Aiden Hutchinson, so is Trayvon Walker going to fall down a bit more where Aiden Hutchinson seems more of that locked guy for that first overall or second overall pick? The odds aren't as sure on Trayvon Walker. However, my bet is I think these guys are going top two, whether that's Jacksonville with Hutchinson, Jacksonville with Walker, Detroit with Hutchinson, Detroit with Walker. Either way, I see both of these two guys ending up as the first two overall picks. MP, I'm glad you brought up number two overall because I think that market might even tell us more than number one, where Trayvon Walker is a minus money favorite to go first overall to Jacksonville, but the third best price at a very long number to go number two, that makes it seem like he is going number one overall to Jacksonville. We continue to look at the top of the 2022 NFL Draft with Megan Payton, mock draft season, next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yes, you can get mock drafts anywhere across the internet right now especially in the week known as draft week as we get ready for the nfl draft in just two days time out in las vegas but not mock drafts like these right here on a tuesday on the morning after because not only do we look at player fit and team need we take the odds into account because the odds makers well they always know a little bit more than the public might be in the know of at this moment i am ben stevens megan payton joins us once again for a second Straight statement. MP will be out in Las Vegas starting tomorrow for SportsGrid's NFL draft coverage. And it's mock draft season right here, right now on SportsGrid in the morning after. MP, you are our guest here on a Tuesday on TMA. Unveil the top five of your first round NFL mock draft, pretty please. All right, Ben, there was a lot of back and forth, as you can imagine. And as the odds yep. have shifted a lot, so has my opinion. But one thing is staying the same for right now and i still have aiden hutchinson first overall i really just believe and i'll get into my reasoning first but okay aiden hutchinson first overall then trayvon walker number two at detroit i like icky aquano to be the third overall pick to houston Kayvon thibodeau headed to new york jets and then evan neal headed to the giants these are my top five of course Lots of overthinking went into this, Ben. It's like a war room in our own mock drafts. You have to go back and forth, pin your prospect. Who do you like? Can we get him at this point? Will he be available? Yeah. All of that goes into a mock draft, even just within the top five. So let's look at the odds from that perspective. You keep Aiden Hutchinson at number one overall, although the market has moved to make Trayvon Walker a minus money favorite. But there's value in Aiden Hutchinson at number one to Jacksonville. That's now plus 250 for a guy that a week and a half ago, MP, and I feel like we keep beating the same drum, but it's worth a reminder because that's how crazy the last week and a half from an odds perspective has been for the opening of the opening round of the NFL draft. He's plus 250 right now is Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher out of Michigan, but a week and a half ago, he was minus 250. 
So it's not out of the realm of possibility or crazy to think that Aiden Hutchinson could still be selected first overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And maybe right now, MP, you make the argument at plus 250, it's certainly worth a sprinkle with for, with, uh, for how up in the air this market seems to be. I agree. And to me, if you look at this first overall pick, it's still a coin toss, in my opinion. It could be Trayvon Walker. It could be Aiden Hutchinson. You're getting better odds on Aiden Hutchinson right now if you haven't already bet. And when I look at Jacksonville and I look at they need to start winning. This is not a, you know, we're thinking about the long term. I think Jacksonville, they're thinking about right now. And you look at right now, you look at Aiden Hutchinson and the numbers are there in 2021. 14 sacks, 16 and a half tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, three pass deflections. And I don't care what Trent Baalke's saying. I think Jacksonville still likes their guy in Aiden Hutchinson. You stick with a guy that you know has the experience. You know, he finished second in Heisman Trophy voting. There's some security with Hutchinson. And I don't know right now if they're willing to bet on the potential with Trayvon Walker. I think they are going to bet on the potential <laughs> with Trayvon Walker. So here is my top five yes. of my first round 2022 NFL mock draft. I think the odds are telling us a big story, especially with all this movement now in this final week heading in to the NFL draft. If this happened a week and a half ago and it was going back and forth, I'd say, yeah, it's really a toss-up. I'm not entirely sure. But I think with Trayvon Walker not only flipping to a minus money odds on favorite, but the odds continuing to work that way for Trayvon Walker to go first overall to Jacksonville, my mind has been made up. It is Trayvon Walker, number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Aiden Hutchinson will go number two overall, come hell or high water, if he does not go number one. With all the ties to the Motor City and that Detroit Lions organization, given that he is a Michigan native, a Heisman finalist for a Michigan team that won the first Big Ten title in the Jim Harbaugh era and made it to the college football playoff for the first time in its history. Yes, Aiden Hutchinson will go number two overall, and that's why he's also minus money at minus 200 to be selected number two for the Detroit Lions. I have Sauce Gardner the cornerback out of Cincinnati, going number three overall. We'll get to that in just a moment. I agree with Megan. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is the fourth overall selection by the New York Jets and to the New York Giants at number five. Icky Aquanu, the offensive tackle out of NC State. Quickly on Icky, he is a minus 150 odds on minus money favorite to be the first O-lineman selected ahead of Evan Neal, who is plus 200. That's why I, like Megan, have him going before Evan Neal. And then at number three, Sauce Gardner is starting to seem like he is in play for the Houston Texans right there. It felt maybe for a time it would be offensive lineman, and I would not be surprised to see Ike Aquanu or Evan Neal be selected at number three overall by the Texans. I just think they're starting to narrow in on Sauce Gardner or maybe even Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback out of LSU. But Sauce Gardner right now is a co-favorite to go number three overall at plus 350 alongside Trayvon Walker, who is at plus 350, but of course, the odds-on favorite at number one to Jacksonville. So that's how my top five lays out, MP. Pretty similar at points, a little bit different in there as well. But I think as you start to look at our mock drafts and you find your best price on the FanDuel Sportsbook, there's tons of profitability to be had for the 2022 NFL Draft. 
Absolutely. And there's profitability from both mock drafts that we had. And hey, we agree on Kayvon Thibodeau. I think we're thinking the same way when it comes to these mm. offensive linemen. I think we both feel like Icky has a little bit of the upper hand here. I actually really like Sauce Gardner going to Houston. You know, again, this is where the overthinking starts to happen. I'm going to stick with Icky here, but I do right. think that the Texans could absolutely use some help in the secondary, whether it's Derek Singletary or if it's Sauce Gardner, I do think that there's some value there and the Texans would benefit from either an offensive tackle or from a corner. And when you look at the odds to be a top five pick, a lot of these people that we have in both of our mock drafts in pretty substantial minus money, Aiden Hutchinson to be in the top five, minus 4,000. Trayvon Walker, <laughs> minus 1,600. Kayvon Thibodeau, Minus 800. Ike Iquanu, minus 210. And Sauce Gardner at minus 150. Only Evan Neal, featured in our mock drafts, is at plus 170. He and Charles Cross, the offensive lineman out of Mississippi State, with that same price. But that's not a very long price at plus 170 right now for either of those offensive tackles hailing from the SEC. And again, this is how I try to correlate these markets, to look at all what this is saying. Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker are going to be off the board, I think, and Megan thinks, at one and two. We can debate the order as of right now. You can look at the odds and find your best rationale for it, but I think they're gone one and two. Kayvon Thibodeau is plus 175 right now to go number four overall to the Jets. That's a much better number than minus 800 to be a top Five picks. So it's looking at what the odds line up and say, and then finding that best number on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And there are so many different markets, player draft position, team draft position, and what they might do with the position of their first player selected in the 2022 NFL draft. You can find those prices that suit what you think is best. And if you have a little fun and do a mock draft, a top five, a top 10, I'm telling you, you'll find some best bets for the 2022 NFL draft that you really enjoy heading into Thursday night. There's so many fun bets. It's just, it's great to go, like, just scroll through them. And, you know, sometimes you can bet with your heart or bet with your mind. But the first step is coming up with what you think maybe is a mock draft. Or you're looking at maybe your specific team and your own team's needs. But there's right. value all over the place. You know, I mentioned with Trayvon Walker and my mock draft being uh, the, you know, the number two selection plus 600 for Trayvon Walker to be number two because the odds are leaning in his favorite to be the number one overall. So if there's right. a world in which Aiden Hutchinson is still going number one, there's a ton of value on Trayvon Walker at number two, because as you said, Ben, we both agree that these two guys will come out in the first two selections. Really, really well said right there, because that is also how you can find that profitability and nor Megan nor I at this moment are in the war room for Jacksonville we haven't <laughs> spoken to Trent Balky personally we were not even sure if we had if he would tell us the exact true story we're not entirely sure what these NFL organizations are going to do until Roger Goodell walks out on stage and we hear bum 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 and he reads out the name of who that team is selecting and they hug on stage and that player dons the cap so it's not an exact science by any means so it's worth a couple of plus money sprinkles, depending on how you feel at these different draft positions. And MP, as we've talked a lot about odds movement here, a recent move in the last 30 minutes at number three overall, Sauce Gardner and now Derek Stingley Jr. are the co-favorites at plus 350. Two cornerbacks to go number three overall to Houston, but you compare that 
to the dream team draft special for the Texans. O-line and D-line are the favorites there for the position of the player drafted first overall by Houston at plus 125. So you have to make the markets make sense with one another. Sometimes they don't match up, but sometimes that can lead to a lot of plus money prices. Yeah, you don't want to contradict yourself when betting. That's like the number one rule, I'm saying at least. But it's funny to see how already we're seeing some more you know, favorites for these cornerbacks. But when I look at the Texans, who do hold this number three overall pick, I think about how bad their run game was last year. 3.4 yards per carry, 83.6 yards per game, the worst in the league, and a way to improve that is to improve your offensive line. So that's where, you know, my mind is going. And it's hard to bet against the odds, but I still like Icky there because of how bad their run game was. And Aki Aquano is a minus 150 favorite to be the first offensive lineman drafted is seen to be a better run blocker slightly than Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Megan Payton will be in the thick of it all in Las Vegas for the 2022 NFL Draft. MP, enjoy the desert and have a great time. Thank you so much, Ben. Happy Draft Week. Happy Draft Week indeed. More of the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Three more games on deck for another night of NBA playoff action around the association we go once again right here on a Tuesday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. I am Ben Stevens now very pleased to welcome on NBA TV's Chris Miles who has had a very busy postseason but one that has been filled with tons of storylines and fun throughout this opening round of the NBA playoffs. Chris we appreciate your time here early on a Tuesday morning on TMA to not only look forward to tonight's slate but also some of the biggest events of last night on a Monday triple header around the NBA. Thanks for joining us. Oh no problem. I mean we got our first sweep of the playoffs and it was a team that was favored to win it all right so unpredictable these playoffs have been. The Brooklyn Nets, a short preseason favorite to win the NBA championship. A short favorite for a good majority of the year to win the Eastern Conference. Done with their postseason action in just four games. The Boston Celtics, the first team to advance to the second round of the NBA playoffs, pulling off the sweep last night inside the Barclays Center, 116-112. Chris, of course it is shocking to see Brooklyn be swept by the Boston Celtics, but how surprised were you that this series was done in four games? Absolutely astounded. I thought this was one that was going to go seven uh, simply because Kevin Durant is that talented and Kyrie Irving is a guy that, you know, playing against his former team, you thought he would have the venom and they'd be able to, you know, get a couple of games that they weren't supposed to win, but it was the opposite. Kudos to M.A. Udoka and his crew. I mean, Hmm. you know, the Celtics were in ninth place on January 29th. And you thought, oh, break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's not working. (laughs) Now we talk about them as, oh, is this the best winning duo in the NBA? Can anyone stop them? I mean, it's crazy how the narrative has changed and people saying Jason Tatum, top 10 player in the NBA, maybe top five player. That's how much the pendulum has swung. Certainly on the brink, if not already there, at superstardom. 29 points, fouled out 
and Boston still found a way to win by four on the road. No game in that four-game set between Brooklyn and Boston decided by more than seven points. So although a sweep, still very competitive. Boston already booked their place in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. And because of that performance, Chris, the Celtics now the second-best odds to win the NBA championship. So as we look at how everything is shaking out here early on, as this postseason around the association has got underway, Golden State and Boston, the two best prices to win an NBA championship, followed by Phoenix and Miami. Do you think the NBA finalists are out of those four teams? Oh, man. That's a tough question. And I would say if we're throwing the Milwaukee Bucks in that mix, Ooh. yeah, I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the plus money there. Um, I would go the Bucks and the Golden State Warriors. I like that at plus 850, looking at what your options are on the screen right there, my friend. Milwaukee Bucks, Golden State Warriors, plus 850. That seems like the best money uh, there. Miami Heat, I don't know if I trust them uh, as great as they play as together as a team. Boston Celtics, they got to get past the Milwaukee Bucks, your reigning champs. So, yeah, I'm going Bucks, Golden State Warriors from what I see on your screen right now. The Celtics await the Bucks or the Bulls. I threw that in there to be nice to Chicago, but Milwaukee's a 10-point favorite tomorrow night in game number five back inside the Pfizer Forum, and that series seems all but over. Now Milwaukee has the fifth-best price to win the NBA championship for a second straight year at plus 650. I, like Chris, think there is some value once again on Giannis and the reigning NBA champions. The Miami Heat, as we showed, the fourth-best price to win the NBA championship, looking to end their opening round series at home tonight in game number five. The Heat, Chris, a seven-point favorite against the Atlanta Hawks. No Kyle Lowry for Miami tonight, but it didn't matter in game four on the road in Atlanta when the Heat won by 24 points. Do you think this opening round series between Atlanta and Miami comes to a close tonight? I do, and I look at it as the Miami Heat are so disciplined on defense, and what they have done to Trey Young has been stifling. Uh, what is it? 24 turnovers, 24 assists, and only 20 made field goals. Uh, he was 1 for 12 in game 1, then had 10 turnovers in game 2. The Hawks are trying to figure out, in fact, the only win they have in this series, Trey Young had 10 points in the final three minutes of the game. That's what they needed to get a singular win I just, I don't see it happening again. Whatever Miami is doing, the, the different matchups, how they're switching, uh, the different coverages they're showing Trey Young, the Hawks just haven't been able to figure that one out. And I think the Miami Heat, looking ahead, you're like, okay, uh, the Celtics have advanced. Now we got to take care of business and advance too, yeah. because teams like that want their rest and they're about taking care of business. It's back in Miami. I, I think the Heat win this one. Trey Young has scored in single digits twice in this four-game series already. Trey Young had scored in single digits twice before this in a 14-month span. What Miami is doing defensively to Ice Trey, who led the Atlanta Hawks to an Eastern Conference Finals berth last year, is truly astounding. The Celtics get a lot of praise, and rightfully so, for what they do on the defensive side of the floor, but do not sleep on the Miami Heat as well. Minus 295 on that money line tonight to win game number five outright and end this opening round series against the Atlanta Hawks. Of course, Chris, as the number one overall seed, the Miami Heat await the winner of the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. It seemed like four days ago that was going to be Philly easily, but 
Now Joel Embiid with an injured right thumb, and the Toronto Raptors have responded. They are now down just 3-2 in their opening round series, winning on the road in Game 5 last night in Philadelphia. How competitive do you think Toronto and Philly are going to be for these final two games? Well, first and foremost, if you're hitting the under in this series, you're starting to feel great because of the way that Nick Nurse has adjusted and the Toronto Raptors defense has excelled. You know, they gave up 131 points in game one, and it's descended every game since where they gave up 88 last night, right? So, man, you got to think Nick Nurse, a championship-winning coach, has figured something out against the Philadelphia 76ers. And if Joel Embiid doesn't hit that game winner with .9 uh, in overtime on, on the shot clock, then you're looking at the Toronto Raptors with a 3-2 lead in the series. They have been the better team in the past three games. So even though they're down 3-2 to two in the series, no team has ever come back from being down 3-0. I think if you put some money on a long shot, uh, on the Toronto Raptors when they were down 3-0. Like, hey, it's never happened. Why not? You got to be feeling great that maybe, just maybe, you can cash that in. A great point by Chris White there as well. Chris Miles joining us from NBA TV, helping us break down the NBA playoff action. Last night's total between Philly and Toronto was only 210. It was the lowest of the series so far in the last four games have now all gone under between the Sixers and the Raptors. So as we transition from the Eastern Conference to the West, the Phoenix Suns in action tonight. A six-point home favorite, but first a big-picture perspective on the Suns. Now tied in this series with New Orleans at two games apiece. We're not exactly sure the status of Devin Booker for the rest of this opening round set or the Western Conference playoffs. What do you make of the outlook, Chris, for Phoenix at this point in the Western Conference postseason? They're in a dogfight. Devin Booker was the X factor as far as like, okay, yeah, New Orleans can't beat Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and the Suns. But without Devin Booker, you look on the other side of it and C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram, their last 18 Mm. games, they're 14 and four. Like that's the team that the Phoenix Suns are facing. I know they have the, the Suns have the best record in the NBA. They have CP3, but that rookie Herb Jones really played excellent defense on them. So I think if you're looking for you know, a a long shot play or trying to hit a team that's an underdog, I think you still roll with the Pelicans. Maybe not on the money line, but maybe you take the points. I think it'll be within six and a half. I would be surprised if Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum uh, lose by more than six and a half points. I think every game the rest of the series is going to be tight going down the stretch. I would be surprised if it's not. This is the shortest spread for a game in Phoenix so far in this series where the Pelicans have been booked as an underdog in all four. Brandon Ingram has scored 30 or more points in the last three games for New Orleans. It's a big reason why this series is tied at two all. So as you look at the rest of this set, Chris, and we're not exactly sure when or if Devin Booker is coming back, how many games do you think we see between the Pels and the Suns? (laughs) When this series started, I would have said five. I would have said a gentleman's sweep. I think this goes seven. I do. I think even if uh, Phoenix gets the win tonight, I think it's going to go. I think New Orleans gets a win back in New Orleans, and I think this one goes seven. And you see those prices right there. For the Suns to win in seven, plus 175. For the Pelicans to win in seven, 
plus 440 on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. Tons of plus money available for what we thought was going to be a pretty quick series between the Phoenix Suns as the number one overall seed in the West and the New Orleans Pelicans, that eight seed out of the play-in tournament. Memphis and Minnesota also tied at two games apiece. The Grizzlies, a six-point home favorite back in the grind city. What's the approach to that matchup tonight, Chris, between the Timberwolves and the Grizz? You know, I'm shocked that this one is uh, 2-2. When, when I watch this series, I kind of feel like Memphis has been in control and that uh, the Timberwolves have controlled the big moments. The two key players to watch, uh, you know, John Moran, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, like all those guys, we know what yeah. they're going to do. But Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks, averaging 18 and 19 in the series. If you have the player props, I think in this game five, go over on both of those guys. Um, I'm, I'm going hard with the, with the Grizzlies here. I think they're a team that they feel like it's their time now, whereas the Timberwolves seem like, oh, we're here. This is our first time together as a group. also think there might be some dissent within that locker room with the Timberwolves, whereas the Memphis Grizzlies are a team that plays together and plays well as a unit. Uh, I think the Grizzlies take the next two games, and I look at Bain and Brooks as being the two guys that have been Much like the Suns and the Pelicans also tied at two games apiece, the Grizzlies and the T-Wolves, the team that has won the game, has covered the numbers. So it's a good look tonight as the Memphis Grizzlies, a six-point favorite. And Chris, I agree with you. I think we're at the point of these opening round series where the series spread has some value. Memphis is still the favorite, laying a game and a half at plus 138. You could think of that as a game six money line if Memphis does, in fact, win tonight laying six points at home against Minnesota. How about that last series in the Western Conference? The Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell exiting early last night in a big victory for the Mavericks back home in Dallas with a healthy now Luka Doncic. How do you evaluate the Mavericks at this point? Similar to the way that I see the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think the Jazz are a team in trouble, in peril. I mean, they've been to the playoffs in Each of the last five years haven't made it to the Western Conference Final. Seems like there's a division there where, as the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Jalen Brunson, they found their second guy that can get it done. Brunson looking to get paid in the offseason. Luka Doncic back, looking healthier every single game. I think the Dallas Mavericks run away with this. If you have money to put it somewhere as far as the safest, I think the Dallas Mavericks are your safest bet as far as the first-round series that are still being played. Jalen Brunson over his points prop yet again last night. It was booked at 20 and a half. He finished with 24. He's averaging more than 29 points per game in this opening round series against the Utah Jazz. Chris Miles helping us break it all down all around the association for the NBA playoffs, both on this Tuesday and just big picture in general. Chris, thanks so much for your time. Enjoy another triple header in the association tonight. Hope all your bets go well and you make some money. (laughs) same to you chris same to you we look at our best bet of the day for the three games of the nba slate tonight up next here on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. The home for SportsGrid Radio here on Sirius XM and all across the Spiz Grizz Network 
I am Ben Stevens. We round out our show together today here in just a couple of moments, but we go back to the NBA playoffs for another best bet. I'm going to focus on the NBA when there's three games every night for as long as they allow me to. Baseball's on the horizon, K-Prompts for sure, but hear me when I start doing that in like June and July. Right now, the focus is on the NBA playoffs. Three more games tonight. A triple header that features a game in Memphis where the Grizzlies, a six-point favorite in a series tied at two games apiece against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's where I think we find some value from a player prop perspective in our best bet. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for another NBA playoff best bet. It is time for Bye Bye Bye. I'm becoming a three-point prop guy. I just love three-point props. I think it's a way of looking at some of the best scores, some of the highest offensive outputs, and finding that secondary market where the edges might be a little bit softer. And that's how I feel about Anthony Edwards tonight for the Minnesota Timberwolves against Memphis. His points prop is 23 and a half. Don't mind that. Over in two of the four games and both wins for the T-Wolves. But his three-point prop, is three and a half made threes, a number that Ant has gone over in all four games in this series against the Grizzlies. He has hit exactly four in all four of these games and all four of those overs. And the volume backs it up. He took 11 threes in game number one, 10 in game two, nine in game three, eight in game four. Yes, it's starting to trickle down a little bit, at least from that volume perspective, but still averaging nine and a half three-point attempts per game in this postseason series against Memphis. And oh, by the way, also in the postseason, the play-in tournament against the Clippers, Anthony Edwards, five threes over this number. The best bet over three and a half made three-pointers. The morning after, each and every weekday right here on Sports Week. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens, and we'll talk tomorrow.